Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Old school intro. Old school intro. Throwback Thursday. <laughs> Welcome in Great Purple audible. Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And we're going to do a dive into Kevin O'Connell heading into his third year. And I have a question for you guys to, to sort of kick that off. We also have a random Viking of the week. And I think we're kind of the point now, boys, where it's like daily mock. There's just mocks rapid firing all across the Internet. Well, there should be. My understanding, my spies in Mobile telling me the quarterback's not looking so good. So both? Is Penix not looking I good checked it. I checked in with Forno today, who told me that Penix, is, he said he's looking okay. He, he said he looks fine. But the quarterbacks are not exciting the masses. And I guess Bo Nix has looked awful. That's uh, Maybe he's nervous, you know? He's, uh, he's I'm telling you what's coming from Mobile, okay? Deep in the heart. A mobile. Yeah, this is but this is where you can, man. You can go from a first rounder to a third rounder in front of the wrong scouts, or you come back at the week. combine. You come back at the combine and rebound strong, and then your pro day goes off the charts bad, and now <laughs> and you're, just, you're back down. And now you're a grocery store. Yeah, your curve. Uh, and now you're at Ballard's Resort, which is a good thing actually. If you're at Ballard's Resort, maybe you've booked a fishing getaway this summer, and you're already excited for it. If you haven't, go to Ballard'sResort.com and find out why this is an absolute prime location for a summer getaway, situated on the south shore of Lake of the Woods, right where the Rainy River flows into this massive lake. It's uh, you know 300 miles from the Twin Cities, so it's a, it's a great drive through northern Minnesota to get up toward that Canadian border water and air. Great fishing, 10-pound walleye just floating around out there for you to, uh, to get a hook into. Go to BallardsResort.com to book your dates before they fill up ballardsresort.com so kevin o'connell heading into year three of a four-year contract as head coach of the minnesota vikings just some some facts around the nfl here 12 teams have actually hired coaches since koc was hired by the vikings so we're we're, we've turned over more than a third of the league's coaches like almost 40 percent of league's coaches since koc was hired Mm-hmm. Only six current coaches were hired before 2019 in the NFL. So we're, we're talking like, unless you're Mike Tomlin or John Harbaugh, Bill Belichick was the longest tenured. It is like three years, four years, five years. You got to do something or you are gone. In fact, over the past decade, only three coaches in the NFL have kept their job for a 10-year time period. 
And the average tenure for an NFL coach is approximately 3.2 years. Mm, yes. And Kevin is at is at yep. uh, two going into three right now. So on the surface, I would say, Phil, what are you talking about? You're crazy. You're trying to get a headline for Purple no. Daily. But that is what I, yes, there have been. And in the last, if my math is correct on this, in the last two years, 2000, after 2000, well, through 2022 with guys being fired in season and then obviously after and this year i have the count of 13 13 jobs have changed in a 32 team league yeah so literally like 40 percent like call it just shy of half the league basically exactly Exactly. so if if you guys are uh are appointed honorary wills we got ziggy mark lenny we got some some wilf children and now we've got judd wilf we've got dex wilf phil phil wilf and they say, hey, you're in the room with us here, and we're going to bring Kevin in. Certainly, Kevin's not on the hot seat right now, but right. okay. It's year three. You've installed your program, your beliefs, your culture, your philosophy. Yep. What do you want to tell Kevin O'Connell? What do you want to ask Kevin O'Connell heading into his third season? Boy. So I actually think that in some ways, as much fun as the record was in 2022, it works against him a little bit because it immediately raised the expectation of, oh, this team this team was set to go. It was all, as we've talked about before, it was all Zim's fault, right? The other thing is, so if I am an honorary Wilf for the day, or at least this show, I'm also thinking, we gave Kevin a four-year contract. And if we bring, and, and, and let's just say, uh, to play this out hypothetically, that I am on board with bringing Kirk back. Because I like Kirk. I'm a Wilf. We all love Kirk. He's ingratiated himself. He was great on that Netflix show. Unbelievable. Um, and so let's say that, they're, that they want to bring Kirk back. And let's say they possibly do. In my opinion, that turns up expectations even more. Because I originally thought when Kevin got the job that the whole thing was, okay, probably a year Kirk, but then you're going to be buying time while, while he develops a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But in fact, that has not been the case. I think there is a, I think this offseason to me is crucial because if Kevin O'Connell does not have a contract extension going into year three of four, and this is the thing, four years, and I know we're sort of splitting hairs here because it's four, five, six, but four years is extremely short. And that's what Quazy and Kevin got for their in- initial contracts. Just for a point of reference, guys, look at this. Um, Mike McDonald, who was the Ravens DC, who just got the Seahawks job and Dave, is it Canalis? Canalis, who got got the Carolina job. Both of those guys reportedly received six year contracts and they haven't been head coaches before. Correct. They're they're exactly, they're in the same bat. Oh, Jim Harbaugh, Raheem Morris, and Brian Callahan were the other three guys new coaches that I could find who just got jobs all got five years. So I guess I, I want to know from Kevin, what's your plan here for 2020, um, 24, because to me, again, unless they extend him, this implies that there is direct pressure because you did not give him nearly, I mean, two years in a contract's a lot, four to six years is a lot as far as coaching goes. So, I think that there is definitely pressure to win now. And if Kirk comes back, I, I would call that pressure potentially immense. So you have to figure out to what would give Kevin O'Connell a contract extension here. So he's entering year three. I'd be pretty surprised if they extended him before the season, but it's a possibility, but I would be pretty surprised by that. So what would be the expectation? What would Kevin O'Connell have to do in year three to earn his next contract extension? I think it's one of two paths. It's either the Vikings bring back Kirk and Daniel and they win a playoff game. Something Kevin O'Connell hasn't done. Something the organization hasn't won a playoff game since 2019, right? There's a bar that the Vikings like to be in and you winning a playoff game is part of that. Or if they move on from Kirk Cousins and they draft a rookie quarterback, is there significant development and strides in that rookie quarterback that suggests Kevin O'Connell is part of a process here and we're going forward and there was enough evidence to suggest we should link him up to keep the relationship with the rookie QB that you are developing. I will say, 
Let's say the results are the same. Results are the same being the Vikings are 8-9, and nine and they're, they both miss the playoff next year in these scenarios. That would be bringing Kirk back to go 8-9, and nine, or they have a rookie quarterback. They go 8-9. and nine. They both miss the playoffs, though. I think the more likelihood of him getting an extension is if you go 8-9 and nine with the rookie quarterback over going 8-9 yeah. and nine with bringing the band back together. Because it feels like you're starting something. Mm-hmm. You're kind of, you're, you're building something. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you, if you decide to let Kirk go here in the next, what, month and a half, and then you draft a quarterback, I don't know that it just, like, instantly means contract extension, but it, it would likely signal, barring a complete train wreck in 2024, that, okay, we took a shot for two years with Kirk Cousins and some of the old guard guys like Harrison Smith, right? Uh, but, but then we decided... Yeah, we we do need to hit the reset button to a certain extent. I think if if organizationally, if you decide, okay, yeah, we're going to move on, Kirk, go sign with the Falcons, then you would probably be committing to more than the next two years with Kevin O'Connell. But on the Kirk front, I was digging around this morning just just out of curiosity, just trying to looking at some of these other offenses around the NFL. I mean, that Lions offense that Jared Goff is is captaining has been one of the best in the NFL. I, I'm kind of blown away by this, this research. So Kirk's been a starting quarterback for nine years in the NFL. All right. Three in Washington and then five and a half, you know, part of a sixth season here before the injury. And he has never been the quarterback of an offense ranked higher than eighth in scoring. So three years, Washington, and I'm going to take the eight games that he was healthy this season. The Vikings were 15th in scoring offense in the first now we can do all the what ifs, right? Wow, but if they were on a roll, if he would have stayed healthy, this, that, they would have climbed back up. But if I'm Kevin O'Connell and I'm the Wolves and we're going to keep dumping 30, 40, $45 million a year into a quarterback, I want a top five offense once in a while. That, that would be my, like, you're an offensive coach. You're a quarterback whisperer. We're going to keep pumping 30, $40 million into the most important position. I want that offense to be higher than 15th in scoring higher than eighth in scoring even. So Kirk Cousins' offenses have been ranked 15th, 8th, 14th, 11th, 8th, 19th, 16th, 12th, and 10th in his career as a starting quarterback. So on average, an offense built around Kirk Cousins is the 13th-ish, on average, highest scoring offense in the NFL. Jared Goff has been the quarterback for four top five offenses in his career. Two of them in Los Angeles, and then two of them in Detroit. Josh Allen, top five offenses pretty much his entire career after his rookie year. Dak Prescott, first, fourth, and first the last three years in scoring offense. And so I guess my question is, can you build a top five offense, Kevin? I'm asking you, Kev. Can you really build a top five offense with Kirk Cousins as the financial centerpiece, the trigger man centerpiece? Or are we just continuing to to fool ourselves here year after year? I actually think they would have a better chance to build a top five offense with a rookie quarterback, a free agent guard that you can sign with cap space, right? Like you have to make a really uncomfortable decision if you're Kevin O'Connell and Quasey right now. Can you really build a top of the line offense with this dude making $30, $40 million a year? The answer to this point for a decade has been no, not even close. Well, and I, I think too, in fairness to, to the entire situation, it also comes back at least in 2022 or three, I should say, on O'Connell as well. Like, like that's what that's the reason why I think there's urgency for him to show that that the that whoever he chooses to play QB, the answer to the question is yes. And part of the frustration for me is like I see a lot of things being done with personnel and with um and with uh, um x's and o's from O'Connell's buddies that are like oh okay that's creative that's creative and so far i have not seen nearly en- enough of that from kevin now if kevin o'connell comes back and says you know why cuz i can't with my qb or i can't with this or that then then we need to make a change yeah then stop but, then, then stop but like the whole him, reason yeah. o'connell was brought here was to maximize kirk and whoever comes after kirk and if that's not within let's just say in fairness, a top 10 scoring offense, then he's not going to be the guy. Like that's the whole thing is, is that this is all this to me, Kevin O'Connell and Kirk cousins or Kevin O'Connell and quarterback X are 
a team themselves. Um, they operate together. And so that's where I need to see that, that yes, Kevin O'Connell can take whoever is playing QB and can milk a top 10 scoring offense consistently because that's why he got the job. And a lot of this too is, is the run game, right? So, I mean, in, yeah. in fairness to the, the Kirk side of this, I don't, I don't think anyone would agree that just letting him be dropping back, you know, more than almost any quarterback in the NFL the last couple of years when he's been healthy is is the way to get to a top five offense. If you look at the five highest scoring teams in the NFL this year, four of them also were top five in rushing yards per attempt. 49ers, Dolphins, Ravens, Lions, all top five in rush yards per attempt. The only outlier among the top five highest scoring offenses was the Cowboys. But they've, up until this year, they've had excellent run games. You think about the two-headed monster at running back until last year and the offensive lines they've had, yep. where's the running game here? That would be another well, question. Huge. Hey, Kevin, we brought you in. You're an offensive mind. The running game has been one of the worst in the NFL the last two years. We're just putting everything on Kirk Cousins, who's not Patrick Mahomes. What's our plan? What, what, are, we, what are we doing here? And Jefferson as well, then, because now, now you are that, – that's my biggest thing is you've got to be more – uh, and it's not that they don't use him in, enough because they now do for sure, but you've got to be more creative. You've got to find different ways. The The amount of hell, think about this, beyond the run game itself, you have no screen game. You have zero screen. How do you have zero screen game in 2024? That's Jerry true. Burns in 1978 had a superior screen game. Like these are all the things to me that come back to, if you can't do this, what was the point? What was the grand point here if you can't get a, an offensive uh, approach that is absolutely positively complete? Because right now, the Vikings are lacking. There. So yeah. Kevin O'Connell, at every stop he has been at, whether it's been an OC or a head coach, so he was OC in Washington, he was OC with the Rams in 2020-2021, although you maybe can say that's more of a Sean McVay offense, but regardless, he has the title of offensive coordinator. And then two years with the Vikings. Here's where Kevin O'Connell rushing offenses have ranked in rushing yards in those five years. 22nd, 10th in 2020. 25th in 21 with the Rams, a team that did win the Super Bowl. 27th with the Vikings in 2022. 29th with the Vikings last season. So everywhere he has been for the most part in only five years, and you could make a case Dalvin Cook was a little bit cooked and passed, but everywhere he has gone, his offenses have never really effectively, consistently ran the football. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And I don't get, like, I know that there's there's some analytics in the mix here that would tell you, I mean, even some of just the obvious, if you look at average yards per pass attempt in the NFL versus average yards per rush, you're going to you're going to have like two or three more yards per pass attempt. And so it does make sense to lean. You do need an explosive passing game. And we saw that at times. I mean, hell, in the Brad Childress era, the Mike Zimmer era, where they could run the ball with Adrian Peterson or Dalvin Cook, but like who's chunking the ball down the field? So you, your offense does need to be driven by a passing game that can, can, that can light someone up. But again, like when you look at the highest scoring teams in today's NFL, four of the top five highest scoring offenses are top five in rushing yards per attempt. They could run it down your throat. Look at what Miami was doing, especially like at home, you know, on that fast track. Look at what the Lions did to the Niners in the first half when they took that 17 point lead just right down their throat. The Niners with with their running game. Play action has to be a threat. That That's my biggest thing. If you if play action is just window dressing. 
defenses don't buy it. They're not dumb. They study these things constantly, right? So, like, if if I run it a ton, but you damn well know that I can't run, you don't bite on it. You just keep coverage. So, like, the, these are the things. I mean, those two things are literally married. I mean, look at McVeigh went back to the drawing board after 2022 to be more effective. Here's the indictment to me on the Vikings and O'Connell, though. So to what Dex was going through statistically, 2022 O'Connell gets here and they can throw and they did a nice job, but they don't really have a effective run game. Dalvin Cook's aging out. They just didn't. Okay. So you then go sign Josh Oliver, a top blocking tight end. And you make it very apparent that you are going to have a much more physical run game. And it gets off to a bad start. Madison, probably the wrong guy. Number one, you don't go away from him nearly quickly enough. That's a problem. But number two, you just sort of abandon it. Like, that's not an option. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, the, these are all things to me that if you're the Wilfs, you're looking at and saying, okay, I really like this guy. Good guy. I think he's a very smart guy. But where's more substance here? What is your guy's current on a, on a 1 to 10 scale one being, we'll use Vikings coaches, your your belief in Kevin O'Connell. One being Les Steckel, who took who took over for Bud Grant in the 1983 season and was one of the worst head coaches in the NFL. And then 10 being, we'll say, Bud Grant, Grant at his peak. Mm-hmm. I would what, say, what number are you at with KOC right now? Yeah, I, I would say it's at a 7. I say it's at a, I still I still trust what he's doing here. Um and look, it, they gave Mike Zimmer the benefit of the doubt to turn around a defense that was the worst in the NFL, and that obviously still took a couple years for it to really get to promise, right? And now it's the opposite, where the Vikings are trying to really build up and have a consistent top-five offense. They have the pieces. You know, Zimmer inherited nothing and had to build it up from scratch. KOC inherited mostly a pretty decent car, and he's trying to figure out how can I soup up this car a little bit more to get it where it's supposed to go. I, I would still, though, trust what he's doing, but there are... Definitely more uh, more warts and more questions I think I had. And I'm not as optimistic maybe as I was a year ago. Probably at a six. Um, the first year was fun and nice. The problem is you got to the playoffs, you played a home game, and you folded way too much. And this year I saw some, beyond the record, I saw some disturbing trends offensively I really didn't like. So I'm probably probably at a six, slightly above, you, you know, a five of, ah, I don't know about this, but I need to see more. I, I mean, I, I will say this for me personally, next year's pretty damn important. Next year's pretty important because if I continue to see the same exact trends, I have real questions about if you're ever going to look like a team that can play in January. Yeah, the you mentioned the... So you're at a six, Dex is at a seven. I'm probably the most optimistic. I'm probably still a seven and a half, seven and a half. But man, that Giants home playoff game, that was rough. That really was the rough. that was the first thing that really had me feeling like, man, really you're gonna lose this. I know the Vikings were kind of a a flawed thirteen win team, but like you're gonna lose this game, and then to see the Giants kind of become what they became and exactly complete fraud team. Exactly. It's funny people call the Vikings a fraud. Like the Giants were a more fraudulent well, playoff team than the Vikings. The Vikings just had an inflated win total, but the Vikings lost to that team in a, in a home playoff game a year ago. And I feel like that the end of that game sort of encapsulates the problem with Vikings debates because okay, the ball was checked down on fourth down and eight, right for for like three yards, awful. And I feel like the debate became, well, Kirk checked it. No, Kevin told him to check, you know, no, that that was the play call, which O'Connell, by the way, has been basically said, I could have done more. Don't know exactly what, don't know exactly how it un- unfolded. It, it wasn't the best design. It wasn't a bad call. I think we've, yeah, we've, wasn't but a, at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, that's the problem with the debate. I don't give a damn. It happened. <laughs> Find something better in that situation. Exactly. To, I, yeah. I, you want to blame Don't Kirk. be in fourth and eight with your, the game on the line at well, home against the Giants, right? Like, And you want to blame Kirk? Awesome. You want to blame Kevin? Great. I don't give a damn. Here's what I care about. That particular design or pass or whatever in that situation was awful. That's that a is... fireable offense if if like O'Connell's in year five. Wow. Wow. 
Okay. Like if it was Mike McCarthy for the third time yes. in a row in the playoffs. Oh, wait, that's already happened. <laughs> no, but you're right. But I mean, we that discussion would have been a discussion if Kevin O'Connell had more experience as a coach. And that's the issue or or as a head coach. But I mean, we, we tried to parse apart who takes the blame, like individually. Who takes the blame for this? If you're a Vikings fan, you shouldn't care. You should care that you had a chance in that game and you flushed it down the toilet. And that was a year ago. So now we're sitting here like bitching about something that happened a year ago. But if you go into the 2023 season, and the reason why I am a seven and a half, which is higher than you guys at a seven and a six, is because I actually loved some of the things I saw once Kirk Cousins went out. And we all kind of like, oh, man, Josh Dobbs looked bad the third game. Josh Dobbs has been on five teams in six years. Where we, we sort of found out why. Kevin's ability to essentially guide him through two wins against the Falcons and against the Saints. And then I know Nick Mullins was a turnover machine. By the way, he was a turnover machine in San Francisco, too. Look at his interception rates. Like, he has one of the highest interception rates of any quarterback the last 10 years. And Kevin O'Connell has him throwing for, like, 300, 400 yards in some of these games, chunking the ball down the field. You know, Justin Jefferson goes out for half the season. They're still putting up yards. Now, they were bad in the red zone, and they couldn't, they couldn't get up to like the 27, 30 points per game that puts you in the top five. But I think, I think he's got the locker room. I think Brian Flores was a great sort of about face. He recognized the mistake after year one. He goes out, him and Quasey find a great defensive coordinator. So there's, there's a lot of really good things here. And they still grinded their way to seven wins despite you know half the season without the best wide receiver in the league and one of the top 10 to 12 quarterbacks. So I'm not out by any means, but just to wrap this conversation, we can get to some other stuff here. It is a big year. Four years on the contract, going into year three, everything they decide in the next two months from free agency, Kirk Cousins, Daniil Hunter to draft is going to probably shape what our expectations are for the season. If they decide, well, Daniil signed with the Jaguars and Kirk went to the Falcons and we're going to draft a quarterback, I think we're all going to back off the, this is a really big season for... Buy some time. Yeah, it probably buys you at least two additional years. But it is it is a good time for sort of a checkpoint with with where this thing's at with Kevin O'Connor. And we haven't even done the like, – we should do a, a similar exercise with Quasey, who's on that four-year contract, maybe yes. in a different episode next week. Yes, but again, to, to the top of the show, and your point, going through coaching tenures, it is incredible. Like the pace, the lack of patience now. And keep, and keep in mind, too. Zimmer lasted, I believe, eight years, okay, which is an eternity in coaching. That's a long time. Childress, though, and yes, he essentially got himself fired, was four-plus years. Frazier was three-plus years. So, like, there is a precedent with the Wilfs where where their patience wears thin. And I think part of the reason why O'Connell got, and and Kwesi, got four years is that there there was some trepidation about if this doesn't work, we don't want to have to be paying them. I mean, Carolina is going to be paying, what, three coaches now? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and if you recall, uh, in the midst of the 2009 outstanding season, Childress got a contract extension through, like, 2012. Well, then he had to continue to be paid that. So I do think that there was – I think that the fact that they came up with four years for O'Connell was not some type of random decision. I think that was very much a let's see what you can do before we actually make a real commitment to you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On the flip side of this, though, going back to that number that you just referenced again, the last like 10 to 15 years, the average NFL head coaching tenure is essentially three years. 
three and a, like three three and a half back. years. Less than a running back. It's crazy. I know. Is that I, I? That's definitely a product of owners feeling pressure from fans, from media, looking around because you're constantly looking around at the bell curve that is the NFL, right? And the other 31 teams that aren't your team, and you're seeing, well, this team is here, and we're only here. And therefore, we should fire this coach because we aren't on the right path and, and try again. But most of the time, you're just firing someone to replace them with someone else that's going to be fired in three or four years. Mm-hmm. That's why when I look at the Mike Zimmer, I think Mike Zimmer is still looked at as kind of a failed head coach with the Vikings. I don't, I mean, he didn't win a Super Bowl. And that ultimately is the mantra of this show and the only thing in franchise history that matters to this point after 60 years. But when you when you hold that job for eight years, you are well above 500. Your worst train wreck year was a seven-win season, I think. They went seven and nine a couple times. And you go to the NFC Championship game, you built the number one defense. You know, that's like, my, Mike Zimmer is much closer to like the 90th percentile of head coach success the last 20 years than some of these guys that get blown out after, like a Brandon Staley or somebody, right? Mike, Mike's first act was damn good. The if first four can, years were yes, excellent. Yes, if, if you consider Zim's tenure to be two acts, okay? The original and sequel. The original was really good. Mm-hmm. The problem is the sequel also starred Kirk Cousins, and that and that was, it was not a disaster, funny? but it was certainly works. disappointing. And and in and this has nothing to, to do with Kirk. His strength became a weakness. That defense fell apart. But, I mean, those first 14 he got he got here and took a floundering franchise and immediately bolstered it. Like did what mm-hmm. you want a coach to do. By 17, your defense was dominant and you were damn good. So yeah, I I don't think any coach that lasts eight years can be termed a flop. Do you? He was he was Godfather Three in this in the second act. You know, Godfather Three is not a bad movie. It's just not epically great like one and two are. <laughs> Like pe- people think, Godfather Three is like one of the worst movies. No, Godfather Three is a, is a fine movie. It's just not epic and incredible like one and two. That's a good point. Yeah, he, like he re- and I don't know that Mike Zimmer's first four years are like Godfather Two. No, yeah, but yeah, uh, or <laughs> yeah, or Godfather. <laughs> one. They're a solid movie, but, but your but uh, but your metaphor makes some yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, they're a solid. <laughs> what what had really good star? Oh, Caddyshack. Because Caddyshack 2 is one of the worst pieces of crap ever done. <laughs> and Caddyshack was great, funny. Yeah. Yes. Zim was Caddyshack, and then the second one was like, oh, d- <laughs> it, that it, should be straight to Blockbuster. And at the end of the day, I mean, Mike Zimmer does, does – Mike Zimmer did not want Kirk Cousins. And Mike Zimmer foreshadowed it before they made the signing. We, we got to be really careful about paying that much money for a quarterback when we are building something here. We don't want it to take away from what we can do financially over here. And, and he freaking nailed it. The criticism there is, okay, well, the decision was made to bring in Kirk. Yep. And he fought it for four years. He never built a relationship. Remember, it took until, like, their fourth year together to start meeting on Thursdays. And Kirk and so, demanded. He's like, can we please meet this right. season? And so so Zimmer deserves, definitely deserves the criticism that he has gotten over the years for, for not building that relationship and, and being better. However, I would be curious if you could go back not sign Cousins, just like literally just feed into, hey, Zim, you've earned it after four years, NFC Championship game. What do you want to see us do here? Would you rather do another year of Case Keenum, keep the options open? You know, I I would have been curious to hear what his vision would have been for that position, for the roster, for building. He wasn't running the front office, but he had some right. major input sure. for those four years. Yeah, uh, my sense is that he didn't want Case. That that that's where it sort of gets murky. And Teddy I think, wasn't between ready, him right? and Spielman. No, yeah. and and so my sense was because you know Mike Mike sort of just said ah oh, this Case thing he's horseshoe up his bleep you know blah blah blah. So that's the weird thing is like in retrospect, what were those discussions like when Mike is like Rick, do not pay Cousins, don't pay a quarterback, and then did Rick say okay I'll bring back Case because yeah. Case could have been brought back at a very reasonable price and then did mike say no let's not do that so and and the one the one thing that is just a complete indictment of mike's last um at least what three years or so was that defense really declined like that was because his baby he had his he had this great car delorean and like in the last two or three years it just really started to go down but that's the other thing too like 
just one That's more thought on this. We've got a random Viking of the week lined up for you guys here, but you know, it, it is really, really hard to just have top five defenses for eight years because it's, it's so reliant on the right 11 guys who are in their prime and healthy and the right scheme matching the players personnel. As you're finding out with like the Chiefs friend, now the Chiefs dropped down. The Chiefs were more middle of the pack offensively this year, even though they have Patrick Mahomes because they just, you know, they spent the first half of the year kind of sputtering around. But you can maintain a top level offense for 12, 15 years if you nail the quarterback. Yep. And and that offense can swap out weapons. They can swap out linemen. And because you've got that quarterback, you'll still be in the hunt as a top five offense throughout Aaron Rodgers' career as a Packer or Tom Brady's career as a, you know, there's plenty of examples like that. And that's why I just, I keep looking sideways at nine years of Kirk Cousins offenses, not because it's all his fault, but when you try to build an offense financially and schematically around him as the centerpiece, on average, you get the 13th highest scoring offense and you never get an offense higher than eighth. And if you're Kevin O'Connell, is that really the path you want to keep going down? Do you, do you want to be the first person coming off Achilles, 36 years old, the first person to unlock this? Or is it, is it just locked? It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Got to figure it out. Um, I have a random Viking of the week for you guys here. Very excited about this one. Presented by our friends over at AG1. AG1 has been uh, fueling and sparking my days for about years now it's been since i discovered ag1 products it's like nutritional insurance to start your day or maybe to boost your day i'm kind of more uh, early afternoon now with my ag1 75 high quality ingredients in one scoop mixed with your water shake it up i love the taste of ag1 personally it's a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization stress management immune support And uh, if you'd like to also take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash purple daily. That's drinkag1.com slash purple daily. Dex, what's happening on underdog here? We uh, so we're like a week and a half out from the big game. Yeah, you can. Plenty of time. In fact, you can. You know, maybe fantasy football season ended for you, obviously, and it ended prematurely, and you know you didn't get to that championship game. Well, how about you go draft a team between the two teams left in the Super Bowl? That's right. You can still draft teams between the Niners and Chiefs. Hell, you'd have a super team right between some of wow. those between your in your divisions that you're going to have underdog fantasy. The fantasy football season never ends. At underdog fantasy, plenty of great options too. Uh, in the NBA and the NHL, PGA Tour, which I love to get in on. Uh, you can use promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R. New users will get a $100 deposit match plus a mystery pick'em special. So go to download the Underdog Fantasy app, and for those winners that are current users, show us those slips. Love seeing those here on Purple Daily. And our friends at Nutrisource, the official dog and pet food of Purple Daily and Score North, are keeping our dogs fueled. Maya Mackey, very happy and most of her photos because she loves her Nutrisource chicken and rice, gentlemen. Stelly's is like 13 now, and she acts like she is about four because every morning she gets up and she races downstairs, and I say, how are you in such good shape? And then I remember it's Nutrisource. Nutrisource pet food not only delicious for your puppy, but also keeps them healthy and happy. Yep, same with Vinny Boy. Uh, he's been a little glued to me because he knows I'm the one that will give him the treats. You know, he sometimes asks for scraps from mom's from mom's food, which is that's not Nutrisource approved. So if you want some treats, son, mm-hmm. you come over to here, and I'll give you your Nutrisource treats. Down on mom is what it sounds like. Not down on mom. He manipulates mom. He manipulates mom way more, which is weird because I get manipulated by mom, but he also gets manipulated by mom. It's a whole thing. It's maybe another podcast wow, what's episode. what's going on at your house? The, go- the golf boys. Yeah. Just a lot just, of manipulation. Yeah, a lot of manipulation. Very wow, manipulable. Sounds like, a, sounds like a reality TV show. <laughs> Could be. Sponsored by Nutrisource. dot <laughs> com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. Okay. Random Viking of the week. I lost last week, so I have the clues for you guys. Let's do this. It's going to be Judd versus Declan today. In the new era, Judd has 13 wins. I have 11. Declan has 7. All time. Judd has 65 wins. Declan, 33. I have 18. I'm going to throw out some clues. You guys can shout out guesses whenever you think you know the answer. If you get to a third strike, it means you're out. The other person wins automatically, so be careful. 
The last handful of random Vikings are Darren Nelson, superstar Mike Morris, EJ Henderson, Case Keenum, and Andrew Glover. Andrew Glover. Yeah. If you guys are ready, I will throw out the first clue. Yeah. Let's go. All right. This random Viking of the week married his college sweetheart, Raquel. Judd, you got a guess? I kind of do. Okay. Oh, really? Not, 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 I'm not going to burn it, but... I don't know, dude. I'm, I seem like you seem pretty confident. Dude, the fact, the fact, Judd, the fact Mackie led with this. I... I'm checking, by the way, previous Vikings. You can, you can control F for... To yes, see. We've done 120 of these. Yeah. I'm, I'm typing right you now. You both have guesses. This is amazing. I want to do it. Someone guess somebody. right now. Yeah. Dex is way more certain than I am. Let me. Can I ask you a question? It's a little early for that, but okay. Is it an infamous proposal? Ooh, I see where you're going. I'm not going to answer that one. Okay. I think you should guess it, Dex. I, I sp- save it. It's. I know what you're. I know where you're going. It is not an infamous proposal. Okay. But save that one for a later. This random Viking has 95,000 Instagram followers. 95,000. His last post was two days ago. Happy birthday to my role model, mentor, my dad. Love you, big guy. I cherish all the moments we spend, the words of wisdom you provide, and you just being you. Enjoy this special day because you deserve it. Who's Pops? That's really nice. Mm-hmm. This random Viking is a hard. You would have this random Viking of the week was ranked 100th exactly in the first ever ranking of NFL players in the first ever NFL top 100. Where like players NFL rank. NFL Network. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, <laughs> it's, it's just awful. A complete joke. Um, he was ranked 100th. 100th. Yep. This random Viking was acquired by the Vikings via trade. Acquired via trade. Yep. This random Viking played in 16 career playoff games. Oh, man. Obviously not all of them with the Vikings. I don't know that they've made it far enough to rack up 16 playoff games during one player's career. This random Viking, I'll give you this one, had 3,400 career rushing yards and 29 career rushing touchdowns. Done him. You've done him. The look of anguish on these faces right now. This random Viking was a six-time Pro Bowler. Acquired in a trade. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. When um, I've I've got a question that I think you can answer. Did the one did the ranking of the one hundred start within like the last fifteen years? I feel like it's I feel like it's not that that old. I'm trying to process. Uh, yes. Eliminate. In fact, this player is currently, I'll give you, he was born in 1976. Oh, okay. I'll make you do a little math. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's great. Um Oh my god. This random Viking co-founded a nonprofit group to provide mentoring and coaching to young football players in underserved communities. Like middle school through college okay. players. Okay, okay, okay. This random Viking, I know he did a tribute to his dad on Instagram. Yep. 
His mom is much more well-known than his dad, though. What am I missing here? What am I missing yeah. here? What am I missing here? There's three guys. Um, We've done them all. That I. 3,400 3, rushing yards, 100 career rushing TDs. Well, Born well. in 1976. This random Viking played one season in purple with the Vikings. No. Oh, I'm just seeing this too. Actually, uh, played no. played high school basketball with Antoine Walker. Remember him? Yeah. He was a yeah. former Timberwolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Antoine Walker. So, I'm sorry, one season with the Vikings? One season with the Vikings, and it was his last in the NFL. Oh, God. So, this was... Uh... So, he retired... Er, he was number 100 in the NFL and then walked and then was done in the NFL. Uh... He didn't play another regular season game, at least. Uh, 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 that's a good question. Um, I think that's correct. So the so the top 100 came out. He was 100th and then played one more year. And then so he went from being a top 100 player to never playing again within 12 months. If the timeline is correct here. Acquired via a trade. This random Viking, once he was done playing football, was uh, a member of the media in multiple different ways, but none of it ever really worked out all that well for him. I mean, people were excited for his media career, but... And you said 3,400 rushing yards and 100 career rushing TDs, right? Uh, 29 Not... career rushing TDs. 20... Oh, 100 career... 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100 touchdowns? It's Walter Payton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, okay, sorry. Sorry, my bad. I, I wrote 100 down. Barry bad. Sanders. Twenty. So 29 career <laughs> rushing TDs. It's Jim Brown. You guys are wrong. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's Barry Sanders, yeah. Um, and so he was born in 1976, so he would have been... I'll give you his uh, his NFL coaches. I feel like we're, we're getting pretty close here, right? Actually, we shouldn't be this far. I, I just I'm drawing a complete blank. Hold on a second. So he okay. Uh, his NFL coaches were Mike Shanahan, Andy Reid, and Leslie Frazier. Oh, God. Donovan McNabb? Donovan McNabb. <laughs> that, took, that took a while. I was thinking running back. That's right. That's right, you were. I was thinking running back. Gotcha. You love to do quarterbacks. I should have known that because you did Favre. You've, you've, you love quarterbacks, yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah. They, by the way, his mom starred in many Campbell's Chunky Soup You're commercials right. with him. His mom yeah. was That threw me off because I was thinking famous. that. Yeah, I was thinking that. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. So Judd gets the, the win. Declan is He's not taking it well. Sad right now, dude. You got Brett Favre, and I didn't. Don't. <laughs> it happens. Oh man! Hey, we uh, we closed this episode with a mock. No, I want a mock. No, <laughs> damn it! Uh, Judd, tell the audience about Livia while I pull up this oh, mock draft here. I'm I'm hot right now. I'm happy when I'm hot, but you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. That guy on the screen, oh, he's charming and good looking. And how you say, sports dad, did you get there? And I'm going to tell you right now, it's my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And have I got a deal for you, you know, as as football free agent seniors? Well, if you are a weight loss free agent, I'm going to give you the ultimate deal. Three months for free. That's right. The first three months for free. Drop that weight. You're going to keep it off. I can tell you that, but you're also going to go into spring not having yet paid and looking fantastic, and you're just beginning your weight loss journey. 
855-GO-LIVIA-LIVIA.COM, L-I-V-E-A.COM, insider outside the state. It can be done because the entire program can be done virtually, Livia.com. All right, we have a mock from The Ringer. This is Declan's going to be so pissed. thinking about that one. For, I'm so I lost him for the show. Wow. <laughs> the Ringer has one from Danny Kelly here from yesterday. Caleb Williams, number one of the Bears. Drake May, number two to the Commanders. Jaden Daniels, number three to the Patriots, so chalk. And then Marvin Harrison Jr. to the Cardinals. I would say that is chalk that's really as well. Chalk. That's, yes, that's ultimate chalk. And then we go Terrian Arnold, defensive back from Alabama, five to the Chargers. LSU receiver Malik Neighbors, number six to the Giants. Offensive tackle Joe Alt to the Titans at seven. Laatu Latu, some viral videos of him during the uh, Senior Bowl yeah, workouts going that. on. Immobile. Stocks rising. He's up to, to eighth UCLA edge rusher. He goes to the Falcons. Roma Dunze, the wide receiver from Washington, goes to the Bears at nine. And then Olu Fashanu, the Penn State tackle, goes to the Jets at 10, which puts the Vikings on the clock at 11. And according to the ringer, the Vikings select out of Alabama, edge rusher Dallas Turner. I want to mock. Mock. I want to. Oh, dude, the football terms are pouring out of this write-up. With Daniil Hunter heading toward free agency, the Vikings look to bolster their defensive front. Turner is a souped-up, flexible pass rusher who can be used to create havoc in Brian Flores' defense. He's a springy edge rusher with a complement of effective moves, a high-motor playmaker who is disruptive against both the pass and the run. Oh. Turner has a tapered, high-cut frame with long arms. He has tapered? Rushing from both a two- and three-point stance brings explosive first step to immediately challenge the edge. <laughs> he can convert speed to power with a long-arm stab and bull rush. Football. Wow. He's got a lot going for him. <laughs> yes, he does. And he's a Viking, according to... The Ringer's latest mock draft. So there you have it. I want a mock. Mock. That's Purple Daily today. Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to eat some Campbell's Chunky Soup with Donovan McNabb and his mom. Uh.